But God did the unthinkable. He bridged that gulf through the suffering of His own impeccable Son. And therein lies the wisdom of God. The architect of the universe found a way to save our souls. And that was the plan of the cross. To the worldly eye, as we find here in this book of 1 Corinthians, to the wise of this world, to the uh, philosophers of this world, the cross is nonsense. It is a joke. But to them that believe, it is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Welcome to Let the Bible Speak. This is Ian Golliher, and we're on the air again to bring you the message of the gospel. Today we're going to look at the wisdom of God. And we have Valerie Moniz to sing for us, The Old Rugged Cross. This is a sermon based on the wisdom of God from 1 Corinthians chapter 1. This is something that staggers the world. They can only see the cross as foolishness. They see it as the symbol of weakness and of resignation, of purposeless suffering. But in the mind of God, the cross was the instrument of grace. It was the means of bringing men out of a state of sin into a state of grace and one day to glory. This world became a world of sin, and in God's mind, sin equals the curse. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, he drove Adam out and he placed a curse upon the world due to sin. We live in a fallen world, a world of suffering, sorrow, and death, all the result of the curse. God had a plan of wisdom to save men from the cursed world. That plan is the death of his own son by sending him to become a curse for us who knew no curse, God in his eternal wisdom found a way to save our souls. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, we have this whole matter of wisdom exemplified. The Lord asked the question, where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and base things of the world, and things which are despised, hath God chosen. These 
are the ways that God works. He uses things that we don't even consider, and therein is the wisdom of God. Stay tuned with us as we move to the pulpit ministry of our church, and as we let the Bible speak today on the wisdom of the cross. Verse 24 sums up our message today, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. What does it take to lift a man out of the way of hell and bring him into heaven? Well, it takes more to save a man's soul than to create a soul. It takes more to save a man's soul than to create a whole world. When God created the world, he did so by the word of his power. When God planned our salvation, he sent his Son to the cruel cross of Calvary. Men could never bridge the great gulf between God and men. But God did the unthinkable. He bridged that gulf through the suffering of his own impeccable Son. And therein lies the wisdom of God. The architect of the universe found a way to save our souls. And that was the plan of the cross. To the worldly eye, as we find here in this book of 1 Corinthians, to the wise of this world, to the uh, philosophers of this world, the cross is nonsense. It is a joke. But to them that believe, it is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Now, the wisdom is not so much in the wood of the cross as in the sacrifice that our Lord Jesus offered in his own body and by the shedding of his own blood. That God would become man and thereby in human form be equipped to die that cruel death. No philosopher could have imagined it. No sage of the ages could have addled it in his brain that God would send his other self, the second person of the Trinity, down into this cursed world to perform such an act of salvation. But we know what the Bible says. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. And God designed Calvary that his own son would be suspended between heaven and earth, that we would ascend one day into glory. Our Lord Jesus would be the fulfillment of that Old Testament scene of the serpent upon the pole that brass serpent. And everyone that would look to that serpent, they were healed from their poisonous bites of the serpents. God ordained that he would set his son upon a cross, and all who look to him by faith 
would be healed and cured from the very curse of sin. And so today we're sent to preach the cross. In the verse 18, you'll notice that the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. And again in verse 23, we preach Christ crucified. We don't preach Christ as just a babe in a manger in human form. We don't stop there. That's part of it. We don't preach our Lord Jesus telling wonderful stories and parables or going around doing good. Now, that's part of it, and those are wonderful, wonderful events. But the real issue is the preaching of Christ crucified, nailed to a Roman gibbet, and there the subject of suffering and sorrow for our sins. Today I want us to look at the wisdom of God in the plan of the cross. I want you to see today that it's God's wisdom because it counters man's pride. Pride is what brought sin into the world, and pride can never deliver a man from sin and from hell. In verse 20, you'll notice that the wise are really set aside here. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath God not made foolish the wisdom of this world? The cross was designed that the wise of this world, the philosopher of this world, would have nothing to boast in and nothing to glory in. You see, men have sought to be their own savior. They have sought to be their own remedy for heaven. In the days of Noah, when Noah built an ark, men laughed at it. They wanted their own way. They didn't understand that God had designed a way of salvation. And the wise in Noah's day, the philosopher in Noah's day, those that studied nature and the elements, they said, an ark? Well, what is this? They mocked it. They despised it but they perished. And in the days of Nimrod at the Tower of Babel, they built this edifice that they might reach to heaven. That was the wise work of men, but really it was foolishness, absolute foolishness. In the days of our Lord Jesus, there were men trusting in the temple, and that temple that had been 46 years in the building and was of massive, beautiful, white stone construction, stones that were as large as 30 feet long. And when our Lord Jesus said that this temple will be pulled down, people thought that would be the end of the world. They put their trust in the temple. They looked upon this as the way by ritualism and by their own tradition to find a way to heaven. But the cross marks all the vain attempts of men to save their souls. Let me just take time to read verse 25 to 29. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, 
and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty. And the base things of the world, and things which are despised, hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught the things that are. That, here's the reason, here's the reason that God has so designed it, that no flesh should glory in his presence. The cross is the wisdom of God because it addresses man's pride. It brings men to humble themselves at the foot of the cross as empty, bankrupt sinners who cannot save their own souls by any other possible means. Because God has decreed that salvation will be a gift, not of works, lest any man should boast. It is the gift of God. Therefore, it must not be man's own attempt. It must not be our design. We must come to what God has designed and bow the knee and look there at Calvary and see the suffering Savior and say, this is God's way. It is the way back to God. It's the way of reconciliation. It's the way of peace. Nothing in my hand I bring. Simply to the cross I cling. Here is the wisdom of God. And my friend, if you're trying to save your own soul, the cross says you can't do it. And you must come as an empty lost sinner and bow the knee at the cross. Thank you for joining with us here on Let the Bible Speak. This is Ian Gallagher, and I trust you will be blessed in your own heart and soul as we minister the Lord's Word. I have in my hand here a little book called A New Beginning that I'd like to offer free of charge to you. It is a 32-page booklet that will encourage you in the Christian life. It starts out with how God sees men, and it explains that men need to be saved born again, and brought into our right relationship through the Lord Jesus. The next section deals with God's way of salvation and how God sent his Son 
how by faith, by repentance, we may receive the Lord Jesus as our personal Savior. And then it moves on to the assurance of salvation, how you can be absolutely certain that you are redeemed, saved, and sure of heaven. Then it moves on Another to our position as new creatures in Christ, indwelt by the, the Spirit, and united to Him. All of this is explained in a beautiful color layout that will uh, guide you the in your Bible study. Was then on Christian living, there is baptism, to Bible reading, daily prayer, a connection between Bible reading and Galatians prayer, witnessing for Christ and church membership. Is These are all included in this little tree. booklet, A New Beginning. And our Lord Jesus, I'd like to send that to you that free of charge. We'll get you the address. You can actually read this online if you go to our website where we there are articles of information on our website at www.cloverdealfpchurch.ca. And on that website, you will find archived sermons, information about our church, and of course, you can join us Sundays on our webcast, 10.30 and 6 p.m. by going to that website, cloverdealfpchurch.ca. Now, please do remember to pray for us in this ministry that the Lord may use His own word to reach Canadians with the gospel and bring sinners to faith in the Lord Jesus. So then, we thank you for joining with us in the program today. Stay tuned as we continue with this second part of the program. Of human depravity. They try to hide the extent of the corruption in the human heart. Naturalists, those like Charles Darwin, they try to say we're just a part of an evolving species and that we will get better and better over time. The sociologist, he says, well, if man is in the right environment, he will triumph. The psychologist, he says that we just nearly need to control the inner end of the human psyche. And if that is done, we can succeed. But the cross puts every one of these notions to shame. And the cross exposes the vileness of sin in the human heart. The cross tells that there is a great gulf between a holy God and sinful men. The cross tells us that that gulf can only be bridged by one who is absolutely holy, absolutely God, and also absolutely man. And when our Lord Jesus was hanging on that cross, he was a substitute for our sin. He was made a curse in our place. So that cross was designed to be an instrument of banishment. And there God turned his back upon his own son. The clouds of darkness rolled in at Calvary. When the wrath of God was poured out, the sun refused to shine. And God, and that very instrument of the cross, made his son to be sin for us. If you turn over to 2 Corinthians 5, 21, you have a, a very clear gospel text on this. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. For he, God the Father, he hath made him, God the Son, 
to be sin for us. There is God's appointment, and there is substitution. Sin for us in our place, in our stead. And that cross was the instrument of dealing with the curse that sin has brought upon us. And God made His own Son to be our substitute, our representative, and He made Him who knew no sin. Our Lord Jesus had no sin of His own, but God made Him sin, and He made Him a curse. And you'll notice the outcome of this. Look at that verse, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. There's the gospel. There's the answer. Who could have thought of such a plan? We know that the angels, they look into redemption, and they consider this whole matter of the second person of the Trinity, leaving heaven's glory, coming down to this cursed world, going to the cross, and they wonder at it all. It's amazing love. How can it be? And the angels, they worship and wonder. And for us, it sets us free from the curse of sin. That's the wonder of it for us. It doesn't set angels free, but it sets us free. And if you're a believer here today in the Lord Jesus, you've gone to the cross and you have accepted Christ as your Savior, there has been this transfer of sin to Christ and His righteousness to your account, so that you're no longer under the curse as a Christian, as a believer. You possess the very righteousness of God through Him. And so, it sets us free. If I may draw a very crude illustration of going to the doctor with a disease, maybe even cancer, and the doctor comes up with a plan for your treatment, he says, I'll tell you what we'll do. You give me your cancer, and I'll give you my health. That's what it's like. And you go there, and, and you never imagine how the treatment's going to be. And he says, we'll swap places. I'll become a substitute. I'll take your disease, and you take my health. And in a higher, more holy, more spiritual, more amazing manner, the Lord Jesus came into this world, and he says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Come to me. I'll take your sins. I'll become a curse for you, and I'll give to you the peace that the gospel brings to all who trust in him. That's the, that's the amazing plan. That's the wisdom of the cross. And as a believer in the Lord Jesus, that's the blessing that flows to you today. He gives you his righteousness and he takes your sin. Is there someone here today and you're not saved? You have no interest in the Lord Jesus? And maybe you're trying to make heaven just by your own way, and you say, I'll do it my way. Let me tell you, if you don't come to the foot of the cross and accept the wisdom of God, the Bible says you're, you're acting in foolishness. 
He makes the wisdom of this world and the wise of this world and the philosopher of this world to be fools. Because God has planned the cross. And therein is his wisdom. You've been listening to Let the Bible Speak. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If this message of the cross has come as fresh to your heart and you want to know more of God's mighty, infinite wisdom in planning the way of salvation by the death of his own Son upon that cross so that you would be free from sin and from the curse, that you would have peace with God for all eternity, then I'll certainly be glad to help you. If you would like to give me a call here at our toll-free number or get in touch with us here by the website, www.cloverdealfpc. You'll get all that information at the close of our program, and we're just moving now to a brief song by Valerie Moniz singing for us the part two of The Old Rugged Cross. Listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If you missed part of today's program or would like to hear it again, you can find it archived by program date on our website. Just go to 
ltbs.ca, CA for Canada. There you can read my blog, find my Bible study notes, audio and video sermons, as well as helpful articles. Or you can go to our podcast on iTunes. We're on the air Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our full church broadcast, and Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. on this station to bring you the gospel from our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale. We also invite you to our church services on Sundays, 10.30 and 6 p.m. Through our website, you can listen and view to our online services at 10.30 and 6 p.m. Make it your Sunday worship. Click on the Live Now button on the homepage of our website. Or if you would like to talk with me one-on-one as a pastor, please give me a call. The phone number is 604-897-2040. The mailing address is 187 9058 Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3S1M6. We're located just two blocks north of Number 10 Highway on 188th Street. Our website again is ltbs.ca. You can join us Monday to Friday, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., here on this station as we let the Bible speak. Music